Welcome, everybody. I'm Cynthia Hanna, a passionate biblical educator, author, and host of the Holy Land Revealed podcast, where I share wisdom and insights about the Holy Land, known today as the Land of Israel, that are hidden inside the Jewish biblical text, and I bring it out for all to see and learn. I strive to make this podcast accessible to all, so I simplify and explain different biblical concepts so that anybody of any faith or background can understand why the land of Israel is so important from inside the biblical text itself. I interweave a wide array of Torah, Hasidic, and Kabbalistic commentators alongside the knowledge that has been passed down to me through a variety of incredible teachers that I've been privileged to study under for the last 11 years here in the Holy Land itself. And if you enjoy this podcast and want to go more in depth, I also teach small groups online where we get deeper into the text, we look at different sources, and we have wonderful group discussions. This week's Torah portion begins immediately after the dramatic episode of the Binding of Isaac. And without any warning, the Torah announces Sarah's death. We learn from the Torah commentators that when Sarah found out that her precious child Isaac was about to become a sacrifice, out of grief her soul flew out of her body and she passed away. Poor Abraham, who went from almost needing to sacrifice his own son to burying his life's partner. So Abraham needed to act quickly and bury his wife, and he had found a burial spot which contained a unique cave that we learn was called Mach Pelah, facing the hills of Mamre, located on what we now know today as Hebron. There, the descendants of Het, also known as the Hittites, dwelled. Now, who are these people? If you recall from Genesis 10:15, Het is the son of Canaan, who himself was the cursed son of Noah. Now back to Abraham. When he arrived at the local city gates where the community leaders gathered, Abraham asked them for a burial plot for his wife. Now Abraham's reputation as a man of God and faith was well known at the time. And as an honorary gesture, the Hittites offered Abraham to bury Sarah anywhere he wanted to and for free. Now this piece of land that Abraham specifically wanted belonged to Ephron, the Hittite, who, when approached by Abraham, repeated the offer of gifting the land to Abraham. But Abraham refused, and Ephron, seeing Abraham's desire for this land, charged him 400 silver shekels, which was a huge amount at the time, which Abraham paid in front of Ephron and the local community leaders in front of the town's gates for everyone to witness the transaction. So even though Abraham knew that this piece of land would eventually belong to his descendants as an internal gift, as mentioned in Genesis 15:13, Abraham insisted on paying for it so that no one could deny his ownership in public acquisition of the land. Machpelah will become the family burial plot for Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Rebekah, Jacob, and Leah, the ancestors of the Jewish people for eternity. And what does that mean? Here's what's interesting and ties the Jewish people to the land of Israel forever. Once the dead are buried, 
in a particular place, there's no leaving. You don't move dead bodies. It's forever, which symbolizes another example of the Jewish people's eternal connection to the land of Israel. Adjacent to this cave would become the city of Hebron, considered one of the four holy cities of Israel. It is where the holy tabernacle and God's presence dwelled on this earth prior to the temple being built in Jerusalem. And here is where King David lived and was appointed king over all of Israel. And this is the same exact spot. And perhaps this is what Abraham foresaw, that his descendants for thousands of years would come and pray to his God, the only God, which thankfully and miraculously they still do today. Actually, there's a beautiful practice that is going on this weekend, this Shabbat, where people from all over the world travel to the same exact location, Mahpelah, in Hebron, to pray and celebrate Shabbat in honor of Sarah and Abraham. So as we continue with this week's Torah portion, after Abraham buries Sarah, he grows concerned, like many parents, about finding a suitable wife for his son Isaac. And he knew first and foremost that he did not want a wife for Isaac to come from the local Canaanite women, because the local population were not only idol worshipers, which included venerating pagan gods such as Baal Peor, but whose values were the antithesis of Abraham's. They practiced sorcery, sacrificed children, and were known for sexual immorality, amongst other abhorrent practices. Sodom and Gomorrah was an extreme version of Canaanite behavior, but those behaviors were not uncommon in the rest of the Canaanite land. We see in Leviticus chapter 18, when God was preparing the Israelites to enter the land, God specifically states, you shall not copy the practices of the land of Egypt where you dwelt, or of the land of Canaan to which I am taking you, nor shall you follow their laws. My rules alone shall you observe and faithfully follow. I am your God, you should keep my laws and rules so that you shall live. Now the Canaanites, as I mentioned earlier, were the descendants of Canaan, who was so evil that he merited being cursed for all eternity by his father Noah. So Abraham, getting old in his years, turned to his trusted servant, Eliezer, to make the long journey back to the land of Abraham's family to find a wife for his son, Isaac. So Eliezer travels with 10 camels filled with precious items of gold and wealth. And when he finally arrives to the water spring next to the city of Nahor, where Abraham's kin dwelled, now, once he arrives, Eliezer prays to God, which the text specifically says he prayed in his heart so that no one would hear him, to please help him find the perfect wife for Isaac. And he asks God for a sign to show him a young lady who, upon seeing an unknown foreigner, would not only offer him water, but would be kind enough to offer water for his ten camels. Why? because a generous, compassionate heart is reminiscent of Sarah and a requirement to be able to understand and share God's teachings. The Zohar, the Kabbalistic book, says that Rebekah 
was the spiritual reincarnation of Sarah. That when Sarah died, Rebecca was born, and thus a reincarnation of her soul. So when Rebecca runs into Eliezer, she quickly welcomes him and tells him, Drink, my lord, and I will also draw for your camels until they finish drinking. Genesis 24. Upon seeing this miraculous occurrence of having his prayers immediately answered, Eliezer was so confident that he gives her gifts of gold before even asking who her family was. What gifts did he give her? Eliezer first gave her a nose ring, weighing half a shekel, which for those biblical scholars out there, know that the half shekel was the amount that every Israelite, minus the Kohanim, the priests, would contribute to the temple each year. Eliezer then gave her two gold bangles, weighing 10 shekels in weight. This symbolizing the two tablets brought down by Moses, which contained the Ten Commandments, the fundamental aspects of God's teachings. Eliezer then asks to speak with her family, including her brother Lavan, who we'll learn more about later in a different Torah portion. Eliezer asks Rebecca in front of her family if she would like to return with him and marry Isaac, for which she agrees. From this, we also learn that it is important that a woman can only be married with her consent. And the beautiful part is that when Isaac and Rebecca first met, it was love at first sight. And Isaac brought her into the tent of his mother, Sarah, which rekindled the light of his mother. And he took Rebecca as his wife. Isaac loved her and was finally consoled after his mother's death. The Torah portion ends with the death of Abraham. He was buried by his sons Ishmael and Isaac, next to the love of his life, his partner, the matriarch of the Jewish people, Sarah. And that's this week's Torah portion. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed it, please share with your friends and family. And don't forget to tune in next week for more insights about the land of Israel. From Israel, signing off. Shabbat Shalom, everybody.